Are you the kind of gal who's not interested in how things used to be in the hair industry? Who wants to hear from ladies that are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. I'm your host, Lindsay Mayuga, and join me as I interview and learn and get curious about other hairstylists I believe are living life on their own terms, defining what success means for them and living lives in alignment with that. Let's dive in. Hey guys, I'm super excited to share with you that I have brought back my signature course, She Nets Worth, a hairstylist guide to going independent. So if you've been independent for a while and you don't have systems, this course is for you. If you're thinking about going independent and you're not sure if it's what's the right move for you, this course is for you. I know for myself, I wish I had this course. Basically, the first four years I was independent, I struggled because I didn't have the infrastructure or the understanding of the business side of my business. So if this sounds like something you could use some help with, please head over to my website, wavemaking.com, and check out my course. Hey guys, so today I want to talk about the idea of how you don't necessarily have to go independent to have an independent mindset and to kind of embody what the most successful independent stylists have. And you can do that wherever you are. So yes, there will be limitations on how much um, decision-making you have control over. But I know for myself If I had been working in the commission salon and I had developed the mindset that I have and I had the strategies that I had and I wanted to, you know, implement them in the right environment, one that I would want to stay in and some of the environments I even worked in, I believe I could have taken some of the things I'm doing today to my managers, to my bosses, and I would have been given the green light to create you know, a little bit more of an autonomous career within the structure of a commission salon. So I just thought it'd be kind of cool today to talk about some of the things that you can do to, you know, be, you know, embody this like independent artist mindset, because at the end of the day, we are all doing the same thing in the sense of like, we're all providing the same kinds of services. We are all in the same career And we are all just doing it and getting paid differently. So it's like, I remember Nina Kovner saying this years ago, we're really talking about how we're being compensated. We're not really talking about, you know, the craft of what you do and, you know, all those things. Yes, there's a degree of different professionalisms, but that can be said for any career and any kind of salon. So let's just talk a little bit about what, it entail what's entailed to kind of develop this mindset the first thing that came to mind and the first thing I wanted to talk about was just radical responsibility taking radical responsibility wherever you are will honest to God transform where you're at and that doesn't mean that you know by doing this kind of work that you will find that you're going to stay in the environment you're in Because what I found is that the healthier we get and the more that I think I've processed and have healed and can handle situations in a much more calm way, the less I'm willing to tolerate them. And so 
my, my feeling is the healthier we can get, the more responsibility we're willing to take for our part in wherever we're at, whether we're a commission stylist or whether we're an independent stylist, it's like real, like really adapting this attitude of like the buck stops with me, you know, like I'm responsible. Like if this isn't working, how, how, like get, like it's kind of that solutions based mindset. And I think that it's a shift. It's a shift that I think that is hard for a lot of stylists to make um, because, you know, it's, it's so much easier to blame someone else. It's so much easier to not understand the inner workings of something and to look at someone and think like, well, yeah, that's why this, that's why I'm where I'm at. But it will literally transform your life if you realize that like you're choosing to be there and you're choosing to be a part of the dynamic and you have ownership and taking ownership for my life and my business and my career has given me such confidence, confidence that Instagram will never give. So that's one thing I would say, just that's, that's just adapt that, like take responsibility. And, you know, when things aren't clear in the salon or like, you're not sure, like an independent stylist mentality is you, you communicate super clearly because you're now the face of your brand. You're now, you're, you're now doing the communication with your clients and the most successful independent stylists have the ability to communicate their policies, have an ability to stand in uh, their pricing, have an ability to stand in all of who they are, which I think a lot of us in a traditional salon, we don't do a very good job of developing and strengthening that muscle because we can kind of blame it on the front desk or blame it on our boss. And so it, it ties back into the responsibility, the radical responsibility. But at the end of the day, it's it's really just developing the the skill set to when you're not clear to communicate. I can't, nothing bothers me more now because I think I see Lindsay of yesteryear is when like people aren't direct with me because it it's not clear and it's not kind. So like, hey, um, Sherry, thank you for coming in. I'm running behind today. I feel terrible about it. Would you like, would you prefer to come back another day? I'm going to be at least 15 more minutes or are you cool to wait? And I apologize. There are so many people that are skirting around conversations, you know, that if you had them, people would feel like that awkward tension isn't in the air. And I would say the most successful independent stylists are willing to have that discomfort. And I say it all the time, like, are you guys going to have the discomfort throughout the appointment, the discomfort at the end? Or are you going to like face things head on and allow that anxiety that everyone's feeling because everyone's feeling it to dissipate and just have there be just this air between you that can be just clean and kind and zen because it's not relaxing to have there be this tension in the air and it's not relaxing or fun to go to someone who's like oh yeah my boss is just not letting us do that or you know it reflects poorly on you so that would be the second thing I'd say is is literally communicate like a boss you know what I mean like and you know it's just it's not a cute look and uh, to to not to not communicate and let there be this kind of weird, you know, just awkward tension in the air. People just want to be treated, you know, like like honestly and openly. And um, that would be something that I think that no matter where you're at, whether you're independent or where you're in this, a traditional salon, like you know, you probably have more power than you realize to change some of the things. Like you know, with you know, if someone's not happy with the checkout experience, like you know 
that go back, goes back to that communication thing. Like, hey, to the front desk, like, you know, she's had a kind of a kind of a rough experience the last couple of times she's checked out. So when we go to check her out today, can we just really be buttoned up and make sure that we hit on all these cylinders and make sure like w- communication doesn't just mean with our clients. It means with the, the, with the staff and with our bosses. And, you know, when I talk about like, when I look back at my time in a traditional salon, I didn't do a very good job of advocating for myself in a, in a calm, collected way. I think I kind of let things boil and, um, you know, I just want to say that no matter if you leave that salon that you don't know how to communicate your needs, it will follow you into your independent business and you will continue to not be able to communicate your needs. And you will actually kind of spiral quicker because you don't have the safety net that the salon provides you with. You know, it's like the salon has all the hours they that they allow people to book and, you know, you can only call during these hours, you can only do this and... So I would say that one thing that, you know, independent stylists that are thriving do is they really set up boundaries that, you know, anyone, whether you're independent or, you know, you're in the salon that you can adapt, you know, adopt as well, which is they don't check their emails after a certain time. They get back to people on the next business day that they're working. You know, it's, it's less it's just there's this they've they've trained themselves to protect their peace and it allows you to not be resentful of you know and anyone you know what i mean so like i think a lot of us can get resentful of our clients which is like hey your boundary is your responsibility and you know if if you're not respecting them your clients aren't going to and that goes no matter where we're doing hair how we're doing hair if we say I'm not going to be working past four and then someone who doesn't even know, someone just innocently is like, I can be here at four. And because you don't like confrontation, which is not confrontation, but I know that it felt like confrontation. I would be like, oh, hey, yeah, four o'clock. Okay. Yep. And that person, I haven't communicated my boundary to them. They don't even know I have them. It's just like, you know, boundaries are like a net or a fence. I like to, I'm thinking of a net because I'm thinking of the ocean. You know what I mean? It's like fish are swimming and everyone's having a great time. And, you know, the fish is like, oh, I'm going to go into that cave over there. And it's like, nope, the net pulls you back. And so when that person asks, hey, I can do four o'clock. It's like the net just gently catches them and says, actually, if you want a four o'clock, the day that I do four o'clock is such and such. Or redirect. That's what the net's for. That's what the boundary's for. Kindly, gently redirect. And, you know, people say to me all the time, like, oh, okay, how about Friday, the blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm here on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. And they're like, oh, great boundary. I'm like, oh, I didn't even, I didn't even think of it like that because that's, because I've gotten so much healthier that when someone's seeing no harm in asking, I see no harm in redirecting. And I think just being able to get to the point where we could do that with our employers, we can do that with, you know, like your employer would be much happier if you stayed and were happy. And if you don't set boundaries with them, which is an uncomfortable thing to do because so many of us started working when we were 19, like we're like baby stylists and we like didn't develop this skill, but it's not too late. And, you know, it can be uncomfortable because you're changing the dance, but 
you know, and that goes with your clients, that goes with your coworkers, that goes with your boss. But like, give people the benefit of the doubt that like, they're just trying to figure out the new footwork, you know? And I think you'll be surprised, you know, good and bad. I say people are unbelievable or people are amazing or not unbelievable. And I mean that in like, they're so amazing. And then some people are just like, that was unbelievable. Like, I cannot believe that person handled that that way. But really getting to a place where you're so self-contained in who you are and what you're about that like someone having a conniption doesn't like penetrate you. And, you know, the other thing, you know, the last thing I'll end on is that I think the most successful independent stylists uh, have this ability to not take on the kind of energy they used to take on in the big salon because they don't have the same buffers. Uh, they don't have the same safety nets of assistance and some do, but a lot of people are working on their own. So I find that the most successful independent stylists are consciously doing hair. They're aware of the energy exchange. They're aware of what's happening in the moment and what they have the potential to emotionally take on. And in being aware of it, they hold space for people in a, in a much healthier way and they don't rescue or uh, offer solutions and they have so much more energy at the end of the day because they hold space. They no longer fix... Um, like tend to other people's business. They don't swim around in it. They don't put it on, do a dance with it. They don't say, hey, you know, I actually know someone. Let me text them and see if they can help you with that. Or your necklace is tangled. Like, let me stay a half an hour after work and help you untangle your necklace. Yes, I did that. I have come a long way. I'd be like, here, there's a jewelry shop that does that kind of shit around the way. You know, you're going to have to take it there. But, um, but yeah, I think that they they are so aware of the energetic component of what we do and they're able to separate from it in a quicker, healthier way. And I wish that I had done that years ago. I wish I would have understood um, really what my role was uh, more clearly and that I, that it was enough to do beautiful hair, be a sympathetic, kind ear and, you know, like just be grounded and calm in who I am and that all of that would be enough. That would be such a beautiful experience that people would come back and back and back and that there would be a wait list and that, that there would be demand for that because it's, it's just, it's nice. And I don't know, I think it's kind of, I say to people that I've coached, like, you know, like when we're insecure about things, we think we need to be doing more and we need to be doing more. But what I've found and this is, you know, just as an independent stylist, but I think it, it, it goes for everyone doing hair. If we did the basics really, really well, like we did beautiful hair, we held space for people and were present with them, I think that we would be blown out of the water that it's not selling 16 products, it's not coming up with this treatment plan or this or that. It's just like doing, there's no secret magic bullet pill. It's like just being really good at the fundamentals and then also consciously doing what we do because if you don't know what's at play it will eat you alive and it ate me alive and I don't think it would have mattered I think I was fortunate to have been in commission salons 
because I think it saved me from a lot of the stress that being on my own, um, had I gone off on my own before eight years of doing hair, I mean, it would have chewed me up even harder and spit me out even harder. So I'm grateful to the time I had. I also just think, what if we could adapt some of these things in our current environments and just see where they take us and not be so white, black, yin, yang, that there's a gray area and there's like a way to adapt some of this this mindset, some of this leadership, some of this self-awareness and some of this just responsibility. And if we had that, in any env- all the environments we're in, how much better would our current situation be? I feel like chances are better, you know? So I hope you have a wave-making day, and I look forward to talking to you soon. <laughs>